0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you for that awesome message from God's Word this morning. Um, You know, what I want to do is, I guess this is recording me, huh? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Good. So, you know, as we talk about suicide prevention, Hmm. I think we can say that we could ground this in God's Word. So I want to share, from you, share with you this morning from Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. Brothers, if someone is caught in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a one with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves so you won't be tempted also. And here's where I really want to bring it down. Carry one another's burdens. Why would we do that? Because in doing this, in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he is deceiving himself. But each one should examine his own work. Then he will have reason for boasting in himself alone and not in respect to someone else. For each one should carry their own burden. So, we're to carry our own burdens, right? But we're also to share those burdens with one another. And one of the things, one of the ways in which we can share our burdens with one another is to listen to one another, to feel that hurt, to take that hurt upon ourselves when, you know, literally we take that load upon ourselves, take that other person's load, and then what? They're free, right? So as we get into this, this talk about suicide, I want you to think of it as carrying another person's load, carrying another person. So anyway, as Glenn mentioned, I'm Jake. I'm Jake Clement, I've, um, we live up in, Joy and I live up in Herman, and I'm a chaplain in the Maine Army National Guard. I'm also, a, uh, I'm also an ordained pastor in, in the Advent Christian Church in the main conference, and uh, so love the fact that I could be here today to talk to you about suicide prevention. Now, I'm a trainer with a, with a company called Living Works, Living Works Education. And what Living Works does is they uh, support local efforts to develop and maintain suicide prevention resources. And later on, I'll be sharing some information about one other resource, this is one of them. I'll be sharing some information about another resource that would be a workshop that would actually teach you how to do suicide intervention. But today's program, Suicide Talk, is one resource that's developed by Living Works to explore suicide awareness, commitments to suicide prevention, and dedication to life preservation. So being here today could possibly be more than just a matter of curiosity for some. Some of you may could, could possibly be, even in a room this size, could possibly be concerned that you yourselves might be at risk for suicide. Some of you might be worried that someone you know, someone you love might be at risk for suicide. And there are, chances are in a group, in a group this size, there could even be someone who is a survivor of a suicide attempt with us today. For those of you are concerned about yourself, I hope that you learn that you do not need to be alone with suicide. And we will provide you with some information, in fact, on the handouts that uh, that Kendra and and, uh, Brandon handed out, there are some resources in the back uh, on uh, where you can go to find help for yourself. Or to find help for someone else. For those of you who are concerned about someone else. We're going to cover some of the things. That the person with thoughts of suicide needs. For those of you who have lost someone to suicide. I know it can be hard. It can be hard to listen in hindsight. To things that would have been helpful. For you to know. This program exists because knowledge about suicide is not widespread. Unfortunately, hindsight is common when it comes to suicide. And although that we will although today we will discuss what people with thoughts of suicide need, that's not really the main purpose of this talk. This session is aimed at your entire community, and however you see that, be it your church community, be it the folks with whom you work, the folks with whom you live every day, Whatever your community is, the goal of this session is to help you develop a suicide prevention climate in your community, a subtle but very powerful feeling in the air, or maybe we should say our spirit of suicide prevention, of a spirit that supports life. And if you want to know how directly to help a person at risk, I'll be providing some information at the end about a program called ASSIST that you might be interested in attending. So today's session, whoops, that wasn't right. Let's do it this way. It's called Suicide Talk. So today's session is going to visit, revisit, and visit again the question, should we talk about suicide? This session is organized around many of the different different things that this question could refer to. And your answer to this question might help you to discover how you feel about the fundamental issues that surround suicide. You'll get a chance to see a range of things that you could do in your community to help prevent suicide and discover if you actually have an interest in in doing any of them. And I hope that you might make a commitment today to put your beliefs into action. If your answer is yes to this question, should we talk about suicide, we might call you a suicide talker. A suicide talker is one who believes that suicide should be talked about openly, honestly, and in a manner that is respectful. So, should we talk about suicide? The first step that suicide talkers should take to put their belief into action actually solves a really big problem when it comes to talking about suicide. And that is finding others that want to talk about suicide. Mm -hmm. To find others, you simply start talking about it yourself. That's really the bottom line of this session today is to begin that dialogue, to start talking about suicide. The stigma will only be broken down when someone starts talking. Mm -hmm. Now, all right, here's the time when we're gonna wanna raise the, raise the, uh, All right, so hey, look at that, and it even works. So I have a question for you, I'll stay near the mic a little bit until I have time to go out and write. Um, Why is it that we avoid talking about suicide? Hmm. Any ideas? Yes. It's really scary. Scary, okay. Yeah, right, that right. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's yeah. uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Might be commitment involved. Might be commitment. Commitment. Oh, absolutely. Right. I didn't. I didn't claim to pass spelling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sad. Very sad, right? Yes, in the back. And there's a stigma in society against it? There is a stigma. Don't know what to say. Don't know what to say. say yes yeah right yeah. now what do i do spiritual issues surrounding that. and spiritual issues absolutely no. absolutely there are well this is all very very good Some people are not sure about talking directly about suicide. Go ahead. Can we can we lower the screen again? All right. Thank you. He thought he was just going to come and sit, didn't he? Yeah. Faith in action. That's right. Faith in action. Amen. Yes. Yes, yes. Some people are not sure that we should talk directly about suicide. Sometimes we have reasons for avoiding it. And sometimes we just practice avoidance without really having any conscious reason why we do so. And sometimes we're not even aware that we avoid talking about suicide. Traditionally, this S word, right? This s- can't even get it out of my mouth, right? Traditionally... <clears throat> This comes to us because of in, in, in the meanings we give it are because of our culture. Right. Like, uh, for instance, it's not that long ago and sometimes even still with us that it is what? Sinful, right? Suicide's sinful. There's one of our stigmas that we attach to it. Or it's evil. It's sick. It's contagious. Fearful. etc. So that all of us come by our own avoidance, quite honestly, so to speak, indeed, we are all "s, s- talkers occasionally, s- talking you know saying the s- don't, not saying the "s" word versus talking about suicide, suicide talking it 's not an "us versus them issue it's a part of us versus another part of us. Mm-hmm. The tradition of avoidance is so powerful that it's rare to find a person who's free of the S-talk all the time. And when we ask the question, should we talk about suicide, those those who say maybe or it depends are often supporting this S-word talk without without even knowing it. For example... Several, for several years there's been information, uh, misinformation to the effect that um, awareness programs are not effective and in fact can be dangerous particularly for youth. Thus one might be a suicide talker generally but not with youth. However, quite the opposite is actually true. Most all the evidence indicates that awareness programs such as this one surrounded by crisis intervention and other supports are effective and safe for almost all ages. So, what is suicide talk? Suicide talk is talking openly about suicide in a comfortable and thoughtful and even respectful manner. Such talk helps to shatter the secrecy surrounding suicide and when the sign is displayed that I am willing and ready to talk with you about suicide. When that sign is displayed, either figuratively or even quite positively and actually in your homes or in your places of business, when this sign is displayed, others are seeing it far more likely, and they're far more likely to become suicide talkers themselves. You know, maybe you just wanna have a conversation about suicide. Maybe you want to enlist someone's help in organizing a workshop, an intervention workshop, like we're gonna talk about here in in a few minutes at the end. Maybe you want to signal to the world that you are available to talk about suicide. Maybe you want to talk about your own thoughts of suicide. If we want others to come to us when they need to talk about suicide or want help with their thoughts of suicide, we just need to practice being suicide talkers. What we say does not have to be profound. It doesn't have to be deep. It just needs to be comfortable, thoughtful, and respectful. We just need to use the word suicide in a sentence occasionally. If others hear us talking, if others around us never hear us talking about suicide, in other words, we're doing the avoidance talk, we say things like, you thinking about hurting yourself? Are you thinking about harming yourself? Are you thinking about whatever? And we avoid the word suicide, then we're supporting that S talk. And that's... I. I really believe that's something we need to get away from. We need to talk openly about it. As a matter of fact, if we do this avoidance talk, the message that we communicate, although we may not intend to, is this. We don't want to talk about suicide. And it may even send the message that help is not available. So one thing I'd like us to do, we're going to take a few minutes right now, is I want you to... Just try this on. I want you to try on this suicide talk with someone around you. Now, I don't want you to say, I don't want you to use other words in place of it, like harming yourself or hurting yourself, because you know, quite honestly, if I'm coming to you thinking about, and I have thoughts of suicide, quite honestly, the way I would do it if I was going to, it's not gonna hurt at all, okay? So don't ask me if I'm thinking about harming myself because it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt at all. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I, want you, I want you to use suicide in a sentence. And just, just, if you want to, just talk about being here today at this session. If you can't think of anything else to say to the person next to you. And pretend that someone else can hear you. And that you want to say something encouraging about the, you know that would encourage them to become suicide talkers as well. So let's take a few seconds, a few minutes even, and let's try that. Try that out. Talking about use the word suicide. <laughs> <laughs> you could. Good. I have one of my best friends But I got over there that night. He drinking never mentioned us- yeah. never know no, I'm not you know, a Yeah. Yeah. But I, thought, you know, uh, I things. Things. Oh, Yeah. 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 Just, you know, yeah. you, Yeah. 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 I I that do not know I don't know why they don't I don't think Okay, so for the sake of time, we'll just we'll just wrap this up and I just want to ask you, how did that feel? Feel okay? Yeah. I mean, you, you can literally say the word, right? Okay. It is a word. It's in our language. It has a lot of stigma attached to it, though, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's a little bit of uncomfortableness maybe when you get started, but, but um, you know, it's, you said the word and you're still here. Right? Okay? So, another notion supporting the avoidance talk is the mistaken belief that suicide behavior is relatively rare and thus there's little need for us, or at least many of us, to even talk about it. Now, let's, let's just think about that for a minute. Generally, the people living people living in most communities are not aware that suicide is really a community health problem. Mm. Community awareness is often just as blank as this slide. Wow. Indeed, we learn, as we learn how common suicide is, the picture that, be, that develops may reveal even more. This slide is a picture of the number of suicides that are completed each year. Now, note at this resolution, you can't make out anything, right? The number of suicides seems scattered and hardly noticeable. But the number is actually more or less equal to all the people who die from traffic accidents and far exceeds the number who die from homicides. And on a world scale, the number of people who die from suicide is more than all the people dying in all the armed conflicts around the world. Yes, suicide is a serious community health issue. Let me ask you something. You don't have to raise your hand. don't have to answer. Do you know someone who might have died or did die from suicide? Now the resolution's gotten to be a little bit more. And for every one suicide, there are as many as 40 to 100 suicidal behaviors that fortunately, praise God, they do not end in death. Injuries due to suicidal behavior occur as often or more often than motor vehicle injuries and in some places they far outnumber any other kind of injuries. So our suicide picture is becoming just a little more clear. How about you? Again, don't answer this. You don't have to answer this but think about it. Do you know someone who has injured themselves with suicide in mind? One in 17 people, now get this, five to seven percent of the population think about suicide every year our awareness of suicide as a, as a serious community health problem is now coming into focus. Well, think about this. Do you know someone who has, or that you suspect has had, thoughts of suicide? Now, let's talk about the number of people that are affected by every suicidal act. At this resolution, we are only envisioning like maybe one group of people that might be impacted. You know, perhaps it's certain occupations, whether they be postal workers or police officers or firemen. But all those people from those groups that have actually had suicides, they also have family. They also have friends and coworkers. And I suspect that this estimate is actually a very big underestimation. How about you? Do you know someone, including you, who has been personally impacted by suicide? Add the impact of suicide up over our lifetimes and it fills rooms just like this with people who are concerned about suicide. And it's very likely that all of us will be touched by suicide in one way or another Over our lifetime. Now what does that say. About suicide. One of the things that I think that it says. Is that. What the sign now says. Is part of being human. It could happen. To any of us. And to accept this reality. Is not to diminish us. It's not even to. Make light of God's grace. It's not in any way to diminish us, it is instead to free us from the blinders that reduce our ability to help others or to help ourselves. It seems to me that unless we acknowledge the potential for suicide in everyone, in work associates, classmates, friends, family members, and even ourselves, we are not very likely to conclude that there is a need to help prevent suicide. Mm. Now, a number of you shared with each other a few moments ago, I want you to take a moment and just remember the faces or the face that go with what you just shared about your lifetime of experience with suicide. If those memories remain painful ones, I encourage you uh, what I can do. And I don't know that I had this as a handout. Uh, but Glenn I can certainly get it to you. It's one called Healing After Suicide. It's it's something I have right on my computer, and I can and I can get that to Glenn and Glenn can get that to you. So if you if this is something that remains painful to you, I would ask you to just let Glenn know and I'll and I'll get that handout to him. Healing after suicide. And everyone has a list of resources that's in your packet that you were handed. After, suicide is in the, yeah. Healing after suicide is in there. Awesome. Okay, if those remain painful in, uh, memories for you, please look at that. And I suspect for, that for the most part, those who have such those memories, that kind of explains why you're here to learn more about suicide. Despite the overwhelming sense that suicide has or will intrude all of our lives, some might claim that at the very least that we don't have the right. We don't have the right to ask about thoughts of suicide. Or we don't have any permission to ask about thoughts of suicide. And you know what, that goes for you as the helper, as someone who might be in a position to help someone with thoughts of suicide, as well as the person with thoughts of suicide. Because what could they be thinking? I don't want to burden somebody else with my problems. I don't want to intrude on their lives. I can't, even if I desperately would like to. I don't have the right to just go ahead and involve myself and someone's, someone else, or involve someone else in my problems. And maybe I don't even feel worthy of help. And if I don't have clear permission to ask about suicide, then I can't, even if I have a strong suspicion that a person could be thinking about suicide. I, you know, as as those who would like to help, we feel like sometimes that we don't have the right to stick our nose into their business. Mm. But let's take a deeper look at this situation. What's happening here does not occur by accident. If a person at risk, a person with thoughts of suicide, if they want to tell you about it, there's a reason. Mm. There's a reason why they picked you to talk to. You are inviting them, even though you may not even be fully aware. You could have easily found ways to turn them off, to turn them away, had you wished to do so. If you are just about to ask about suicide, there are reasons why you sense that you should. A part of the other person is inviting you to talk openly, even though they may not be fully aware that they are doing so. After all, if a person at risk really didn't want to help, they could hide their signs, couldn't they? They could hide their signs of being at risk. And most all the time, talking opportunities are not about privacy. Let me say that again. It's not about privacy privacy, the right to non-interference. Indeed, it's not about rights at all. The fact that you are even thinking about talking is because invitations have already been made both ways. Now, it doesn't always happen. Most of the time, and that's the reason why these programs work. That's the reason why we come and we, we open the dialogue to talk about suicide is because most of the time people want to tell, they want to tell about their pain. They want to be heard. The real question is whether or not you are going to accept and, accept and to act upon these invitations. So what is the first need for someone who is at risk, who is thinking about suicide? The first need is to tell. So let's explore what's going on here. Why, if they wanted to die from suicide, would they tell anyone what they're thinking? I mean, if they really wanted to die, no doubts, no reasons to hesitate, they'd better not tell anyone because that anyone might be someone who would stop them, right? So why do you think time and time again for the vast majority of persons at risk, they in effect tell others that they are thinking about suicide? Well, it's really simple to answer, isn't it? There is only one possible answer. Part of them is not sure. That's the answer. They want help, they need help, but they cannot decide. And can you imagine that? Having these mixed feelings of a part of you wanting to die And another part of you that's not sure. Sounds like a recipe for needing to tell, doesn't it? Mm. Needing to reach out to talk to someone. And I just want you to know, if you are sitting here today and you are having thoughts of suicide, or if you think you might ever come to have thoughts of suicide, there's one very, very important thing that you can do to help yourself. Do not face it alone. Tell someone. In fact, tell several someones. Because several several potential helpers are always better. And make sure the helpers know about one another. You're looking for a caring, concerned, and serious response with no signs of avoidance or rejection. Who would you tell if you needed to? Does someone come immediately to mind? Or do you need to think about it some more? Start with a positive perspective on asking for and receiving help and imagine yourself feeling certain that you deserve to receive help. You know, that passage in Galatians says, ye who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. You know, it's having thoughts of suicide isn't necessarily because you've sinned, although it could be that. It could be the fact that somebody sinned against you and you see no way out. You're looking for help. You're looking for care. You're looking for no signs of avoidance or rejection. Imagine that the person who is... Imagine letting yourself feel certain that you deserve help and imagine that the person who might help feels exactly the same way and very much wants to help. But here's another thing. Persons at risk with thoughts of suicide may actually be very cautious about telling us, won't they? This implies yet another need. It implies another need to feel like we will be heard. Perhaps we could help by doing something to invite a person at risk to tell us. Is there anything that we could do that would make their telling easier? Maybe we could simplify it so that all they had to say was yes or no. Perhaps make it clear that we want to hear the answer. So we, the first need is to tell. The second need is I need someone to ask. Even when invitations are present and evident, some might avoid direct talk about suicide for fear that it is too personal or threatening an issue to talk about directly. There is the notion that talking about suicide with someone who isn't having thoughts of suicide could actually start them thinking about suicide. That's the notion. But I'm here to tell you the evidence does not support that. As a matter of fact, asking about suicide is a win-win situation. And everyone wins if thoughts of suicide are present because then we know what we're dealing with. If what you thought was an invitation really wasn't and they are not thinking about suicide, guess what? They now know that you would be willing to talk to them even about suicide or any other subject that they wanted to talk about. First, think about the reasons you wanted to ask about suicide. It's not an accident. They have let you see, hear, or sense, or understand things that have brought you to this point of asking. And remember that they have a need to tell. And you can always make it easier by asking them if suicide is what they're wanting to talk about. Use the word suicide. Do suicide talk. It's the surest way to invite telling. Anything that looks or feels like avoidance will not fill the need. Instead, do the suicide talking. Are you thinking about suicide? Are things so bad that you are thinking about killing yourself? about suicide. Now, again, we're going to put this into practice. All right? I'm going to make some statements. And what I would like you to do is to either elicit some more information, but I want you to quickly get to the, get to the question, are you thinking about suicide? OK? So I'm going to make a statement, something like this. I just can't take it anymore. Can you give me some more information? What's been so tough? My goodness, I, I just came home from Iraq. I came home to an empty house. Wife left, she doesn't want me around anymore. and I, I just, I just, I don't, I, I can't do it. I can imagine that's
1: really tough. have you talked to anyone?
0: Now I talked to the VA. I talked to the chaplain. This no health. She's not coming back. So what's the point? Are you thinking about suicide? Yeah, actually I am. All right. Yep. So very good. That's excellent. Way to get. Way to engage the conversation. Because ultimately, what we want to do and this is kind of dipping into the suicide first aid, the assist program a little bit, but I'll just give it to you. It's a freebie, all right? (laughs) Keep the conversation going because it's all about keeping safe for right now, okay? And if I'm still talking, I haven't pulled out my gun or my pills or my knife. I'm still talking, all right? So what if... We'll try one more. I've got to cheat a little bit. Oh. Oh, things things are bad, but it, it's okay. It's all right. It'll be over soon. What what, what are you talking about? Oh, it's, you know. I mean, she's gone. You know, we're, we'll get divorced, but it'll be over. It will all be over soon. What um, will over? <laughs> what will be over? Oh, I, I, I'm not going to have this pain anymore. It's going to be gone. Are you thinking about suicide? Yeah. Actually, yes. Wow. Awesome. Guys, that's what we're talking about right here. That is suicide talk. All right. Very good, guys. I appreciate that. So, we talked about talking. I need to tell. We talked about asking. I need you to ask me about my thoughts of suicide. And last, well... Nope, not last. We we still have two more steps. I need someone who will listen. I need someone who will listen. I hope that you're a good listener. I hope that you will listen to what I need to say and not what you want me to say. I need to clear my thoughts. Sometimes people, just by talking about their thoughts of suicide... Sometimes they didn't even know that they were thinking about suicide until they actually said the words. I've had that actually happen to me in a suicide intervention over in Iraq. It actually happened. Can you sense how a person, how alone a person might feel? Now think about them making a decision to not live or to live or not live in that isolation. The danger in making a decision alone is so obvious you can almost feel it. One mistake and they could end up dead or injured for for reasons that could change or could have changed tomorrow. The person at risk can feel how serious the situation is also. Now, let's explore how much of a difference it can make if the person at risk can come to remember some of their strengths, some of their reasons for living, to sort out some priorities and feel like they can make a commitment or some kind of a commitment to stay alive for any period of time. Almost all persons at risk have not fully decided that they want to die. Indeed, most have not even decided that they really don't want to live. Instead, they want to talk to somebody about not wanting to live. Let me say that again. Instead, they want to talk to somebody about not wanting to live. The typical situation is even more encouraging than that. More often than you might think, a person at risk of suicide can talk themselves out of acting on their thoughts of suicide if they just had someone to talk to to keep that conversation going. Now, I want you to notice that I talked, I said that most of the time we can talk them out of acting on their thoughts of suicide. I did not say that we could talk them out of their thoughts. That might take a little longer. But in the talking, we are keeping them safe for when? Right now, all right? So I need somebody I need to tell somebody I need somebody to ask I need somebody to listen and whoops oh yeah that's right I need help in keeping safe Perhaps <clears throat> the person the person at risk will often feel not perhaps a person at risk will often feel that they need to solve everything all at once if they are to avoid suicide. They're overwhelmed. In other words, if not that, at least confused about where to start. Not always conscious of the need for direction, perspective, and guidance, they will come to appreciate that they did need that sooner or later. Isn't that the reason that we're the body of Christ? That we, we're not just, we don't just have a priest. Right. And we, have, we just go to this one priest. We are the priests. Amen. That's what Peter says, right? We are a royal priesthood. We, we can confess to one another what James says, right? Yeah. Confess your sins to one another. Confess your hurts to one another. Confess to one another. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. not always conscious of the need for direction, perspective, and guidance, they'll come to appreciate it and take their acceptance of the steps that you suggest to keep them safe as recognition of that need on some level. The thing the person at risk needs the most is someone who understands that the first priority is safety. Safety from suicide and everything else is secondary to that. This translates into something like this. Yes, you might say, later we can think about that or we can work on that, but today let's do X, Y, and Z to keep you safe from suicide right now. And this perspective includes understanding that any means of suicide should be removed whenever possible and that thoughts of suicide cannot be kept secret. A helper should never be the only helper. So here are the needs. I need to tell someone about my thoughts of suicide. I need someone to ask me to simplify it for me, put it in a yes or no format. Ask me about my thoughts of suicide. I need someone to listen to my thoughts and feelings of what brought me to this point. And I need to keep safe. I need help in keeping safe from suicide. Let me ask you brothers and sisters, do you believe these needs can be met? Sometimes the question, should we talk about suicide, is more a question about whether or not it's even possible to help. If there's nothing anyone can do to prevent suicide in these situations where Thoughts of suicide are already present. There's really no point in trying, right? So what do you think? Is it possible to meet these needs? If a helper could do these steps, could they meet those needs? Now, I'm not asking you if you think you could do that in this kind of a situation, if, whether or not you could help. I'm asking if you have hope that there are helpers who could be trained to help even when thoughts of suicide are already present. What do you think? Yes, yeah. Okay, so some can help in the immediate situation. Some of you might want to learn how to do that, some of you might not. It is scary. Are there other forms of suicide talking to help prevent suicide in our communities? Like in its broadest meaning, what does help mean? What does suicide prevention? I want to suggest to you that it might be more than you you think. Hmm. Let's start with ways to prevent thoughts of suicide from even occurring. Think about it. Here's the bottom line of this slide right here. Everything we do, every kind word we speak, every gift we give, every bit of time we spend with someone is, in fact, suicide prevention. Mm -hmm. Everything we do, from our faith, to things to do in the future, to our hobbies, to our friends, our health, financial security, everything we do supports life. Chocolate Chocolate does too, that's right. (laughs) I think my wife would agree with that. (laughs) Taking care of yourself, right? I could do better, I could make... Better Use of My Life, Sustaining Efforts by... Take a look at the uh, uh, the worksheet. I'm, I'm going to have to take a look and see which side that is. Okay, so the first page of your handout, exercise... I think it's exercise three. Take a minute to reflect on this statement on the slide, I could make better use of my life-sustaining things by, take a look at this list on, in, uh, in exercise three, and think about it. Maybe you want to write some things down. Maybe, maybe you don't want to write, maybe you want to draw. That's okay too. I want you to take a minute to write some stuff down, and then what I'm going to ask you to do is to share it with someone next to you. Because one of the things that we can do in order to be helpers, we have to be, we have to be taking care of ourselves. And these, these efforts can also be things that we can share with the person at risk as well. So when you're, when you're done, what I'd like you to do is maybe pick one or two of them and share it with someone next to you. Talk about your answer. All right, how was that? That was great. Yeah? Would, it, would anyone, I'm looking for maybe two, two or three people that would like to share what they came what they up with. Would anybody be willing? Sure, come on. Um, one, one thing is uh, I'm a kind of connected person. I'm in a lot of different groups. I want to make sure I let those people know I'm a resource that they can use. I'm available to talk about suicide. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Anyone else? I'll share. I said that practicing, like, reframing, like, ways and, like, circumstances, like, in positive ways. Like, not just for yourself, but, like, everyone around you. Okay. So, reframing bad things, maybe? Yeah. Like, having that positive, like, view on everything. And sometimes that can be tough, but. It can. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anyone else? Yes? Like, the part that says, Encouraging them to go get professional help or therapy, to try to
1: help break down the stigma that it's just a safe person to talk to every week. Right.
0: Everything that would keep it, you know, confidential. Right. And uh, informal would be like going to support groups. They might be AA or NA, or you know, celebrate recovery or some of those support groups. There's a lot of good supports out there, aren't there? Yep. Right? Awesome. Yeah. All right. Yes, Glenn. I
1: don't know if I did this wrong, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> ways I can strengthen my personal resources, is that what I was supposed to do? Or is I supposed to do the up top thing? The, the one on the top,
0: bro. Hey, you know what? It, there's no wrong answer here, so <laughs> give it to me. Yeah.
1: Yes. And, and go see a
0: nice
1: movie? Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> No, no, that's the right idea. That's the right idea. So what do you think? Is it a good idea to spend time with those you care about? What about those you work with? You know, this is a tough one for me. I work with guys eight hours a day, five days a week. And when I leave work, I'm ready to just leave it behind. But you know, the truth of the matter is be it for suicide prevention purposes or just the fact that I want to be a good disciple and I want to make disciples, fulfill that great commission, the law of Christ demands, compels me, I should say. It's a demand and it's a compelling. Because, you know, for those who have been filled with that spirit, it's something you want to do, right? Spend time with those folks at work. So, yeah, it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, these things, spending time with each other, doing these different things, they could be the things that prevent suicide in the first place. Or they can also help to deal with it should it occur, and maybe both suicide prevention in all reality is everything we do to care about one another. How many of you are involved in team building activities at work or at school? Yeah, quite a few of us, right? That's kind of, the, it's kind of all the rage anymore in business. Right. I know that you guys do stuff together as a church and that's awesome, but protection. Protection against suicide is only part of what we can do. One of the last hiding places of this avoidance talk is to treat suicide as so abnormal that it cannot be connected to how well we try to preserve and promote life. We believe that efforts to preserve and promote life are not only valuable in their own right, we also believe that they are vital in protecting against suicide. We see these life, pro- life protecting efforts as things that one does to protect against suicide such as learning intervention skills or by locking up or securing things in the household that might be used for suicide. Life-preserving efforts are like putting preserves up for the winter. Now, we don't do that much anymore, do we? We go down to Walmart, we can get everything we want. But in the old days in Maine, in rural Maine, when I was growing up, wait a minute, but, uh, at least I'm not the oldest in the room, at least I don't think I am, all right? But back in the old days, that's what, the, that's what my mother did. That's We put together, we put preserves, and just like what my mother used to do with putting up green beans, and more green beans. Mm-hmm. Then some more green beans cuz that's all my father would eat, right? right? Am I lying joy? Yeah, I don't know, right? <laughs> that's love green beans. <laughs> the life preserving efforts are like putting up foodstuffs for the winter. These are things that we can do in advance of an emergency first aid situation. Mm-hmm. To be prepared should it occur. An example would be talking to Take that list of helpers and call them and say, hey, I'm not in crisis, but I just wanna know what it is you guys do. How can how can you guys help someone that I might be dealing with, with, might be thinking about suicide? You can call them up and they'd be happy to talk to you to tell you about what it is they do. Now, I don't suggest you call 911 to do that, okay? That's, but you can call these other hotlines, all right? Life promotion is aimed at creating and supporting conditions that make life meaningful and valuable. They sustain us in times of trouble, whether the troubles are ours or they belong to those with whom we care about. Now, I wanna take another look at this keeping safe, more of an in here or closer to home perspective. Now, look at the same subject matter on this slide, but this time from a different perspective of a person who might come to be at risk with thoughts of suicide. Now, take a look, another look at exercise three on your page, on the worksheet. We're almost done. Today's session, and uh, soon we'll be going about our afternoon, but I want you to imagine with me What would it be like if each one of us would do something? Can you imagine what it would be like if each one of us decided that maybe there was something, even one thing that we could do to reduce the number of suicides in Portland? And I know we haven't even talked about those statistics yet. When we get to, uh, when, Glenn and the leadership and I get together and we talk about this other program that I'm going to bring, Lord willing, this ASSIST, this uh, Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training. We're going to be talking about actual numbers in Maine. And they're going to be astounding. Can you imagine what it would be like if we could do just one thing, just one thing, that would reduce the number of suicides in Portland. Now take a look at the last section on that worksheet on walking the talk. If you would like to make a commitment to do something, anything about suicide prevention, then this is the section that will help you organize that. I'd like you to put down a date, maybe how about one week from today (laughs) <laughs> and what a what a better day, what better day could it be to talk about yes. saving life and preserving life and staying safe from suicide mm-hmm. other than Easter Sunday, right? With the power of the resurrection that we can, you know, that same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in who? Lives in us, right? right.
1: right.
0: So take a look at that last section on walking the talk. If you'd like to make a commitment, do, you know, Help, let this section help you organize that. Put down, put down a date, maybe one week from today, and on that date, look at the possibilities on that matrix. Others that we've talked about are ones that have occurred, have occurred to you that aren't on there, and decide if you're ready to make a commitment. Now, if the activity that you are thinking about involves being a helper with someone who is thinking about suicide, then, then you're gonna need training. So this is a slide that talks about some, some different uh, programs that Living Works puts out. Uh, there's Safe Talk and Assist. What you're getting today is Suicide Talk. Safe Talk is about a three-hour block. I'm not trained in Safe Talk. I am trained in Assist, and I have some uh, fellow chaplains and fellow, actually the uh, Suicide Prevention Coordinator for the Maine National Guard, has actually told me that he would come down here and help me put on a program for you, all right? Amen. So we don't have anyone trained in safe talk, so I can't offer that training, but I can offer assist. I am an assist trainer, <clears throat> which is represented by this green and white uh, cross. Now, it's the it's, it's cross, it's very similar to a red, to the Red Cross in that it indicates that what we're gonna be training you to do is suicide first aid, to keep people safe for now. And you got some of those, you know, you were able to think through some of those skills today. But what we'll do is, this is a 16 hour program. And again, we'll talk to Glenn and the leadership about um, when and how to put that on and and, um, all those things. So <clears throat> I do have the handout, if anyone's interested, it, I don't even know who in the area actually trains in, in Safe Talk. Um, I do have information on it if you're, if you're interested. But I would really encourage you to think about whether or not you want to be involved in actually learning suicide intervention skills. Uh, you have a you have a handout in there in your uh, one of the pages in your handout that actually talks about suicide the uh, assist Additional handouts that I can that you have uh, the, the matrix for suicide prevention activities. I, do we have that one, Glenn? I didn't look through real carefully. Okay, that's another one I can get to you okay. later on. All right. Living with risk at home, that's another one that may not have have been put in there. If this session has made you aware of the possibility that you or someone close to you is currently at risk, I would invite you to contact Glenn or, or some others that you may be aware of that are here today. Or you can talk to me, I would be happy to help. If this session has made you aware of the possibility that you or that someone you care about could become at risk in the future, you can appreciate the importance of protecting against harm and preserving and promoting life. And don't forget the value in making your own life-sustaining stuff even better. Whoops, wrong button. Imagine, what would it be like to have a community that's safe from suicide? I'd like to thank the, the leadership of the Casco Bay Church of Christ for the opportunity to lead this session for you today, and I hope that you found this to be helpful and a challenge to make your community one that promotes life and is safe from suicide. Thank you very much for your attention. God bless.
1: Um, give me a hand again. It's so awesome. Really, I don't know, just so so grateful for this this time that we could talk about um, how to talk yeah. about suicide. And, um, you know, I don't know where, where you are. I know even bring up a lot of emotions. And, you know, first of all, we're here to talk. You know, all of us are here to talk, obviously. We've been talking. We've been exercising talking. So um, we're here to talk about if you have feelings uh, or thoughts of suicide, you know, we would like to talk to you about it. Um, That's number one. Uh, Number two, um, we all, unfortunately, have been or will be touched by someone who uh, has thoughts or acts upon this. And... um, you know, it's one of these subjects that I think is challenging and can be taboo in this world. And, and, um, I just think as disciples of Jesus, we're the ones, you know, or one of the ones that need to be a part of this. I, I, am grateful for the, how the world is definitely thinking about this. And, um, our, 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 society and culture has changed, even the fact that we can do this, you know, and, and, um, so, uh, much to say about things, but I'm really excited to, two things, uh, get your feedback. I know that's something that, um, uh, yeah, we have some forms just yeah. to get your feedback. Um, you can just spend, we ended a little early so you could spend some time just writing some feedback, uh, certainly how uh, you felt like this impacted you, but also just anything else that you, that's on your heart to share. You know, we wanna uh, read them and go through them. Um, and i think also just uh we also have a certificate for you which is really awesome that we've made up that basically as you say that you went through this um this suicide talk and that's really awesome i get a certificate today yeah which is great and um and honestly the acronym talk i'll never forget i really appreciate that just kind of the simplicity of it because When you're in that situation, you know, where somebody's, you know, you feel like you need to talk to them, what do I do, you know, and oh, oh, let me just remember, talk, you know, they need to tell someone, right, I need to ask, right, you know, I need to listen, you know, and then I, you know, I need to to keep them safe as best as I can, and and I, you know, obviously probably he could say it better than that, but I just remember that, you know, and I love that I can remember that now. If I'm ever in a situation like that, and if I ever have thoughts of suicide myself, I can remember that for, for myself. I need to tell someone, you know, and so I really appreciate that. And, and I think what I love about the training that seems like, you know, this ministry does is it's simple and it's really easy to understand and, and um, remember and apply, which I think is huge. Any kind of program you do, you want that especially with this, because, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm in situations and I freeze up and I'm like, what do I do? You know, and that's where I sometimes can just, I'm, I'm just to be honest, I'm in that situation a lot as a minister. I'm, I'm like 50% of the time. I don't know what I'm doing and something happens where the Holy Spirit helps me. Something I've learned comes back up and I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit that's involved in the ministry of Jesus but it's also important to get trained so that the Holy Spirit can use that training <laughs> and help me, you know. So um, as you fill out those, fee- those feedback sheets, another thing is we'd like just to have a, a list of everyone that's been here so that we can get your certificate. And then also, um, if you're interested in this, um, you know, 16-hour course, it is quite the commitment Uh, We don't expect everyone going to say, sign me up for the Christian Jubilee. You know, Uh, uh, obviously we we want you to sign up for the Christian Jubilee, but you know, the 16 hour talk uh, or the training on this is is not for everyone. And so I know it's going to take some time for you to pray about that. Um, What I would like to say is that um, I will talk to the leadership group about how to implement this. You know, what's this going to look like? That's also another thought like, what do we do? Is this something that um, we do a two-day session? Is it something we do like via, you know, some of it's via uh, like internet, Skype? You know, I don't know. These are things I don't quite know obviously what's in in Taylor, but I'll be talking to Jake about this. Also, we don't want money to be an obstacle in this. So, um, obviously Jake is providing his time, which is huge. And uh, honestly, we could... Compensate him greatly for this, and it, it's worth every penny. Uh, but there's materials that are involved in this that cost some money, and we don't want that to be an obstacle. To be honest, like it's it's what's what what's a life worth? I mean, it's it's worth everything, right? You know what does Jesus say? He says if you had the whole world, would it would be worth forfeiting your soul? Right. And and Jesus said it. He just told us what, what, what the worth of a person is. Right. And so we just want to make this as easy as possible for you. Um, but I want to also say we need people to be a part of this. You know, um, we desperately need people, you know, because um, what I feel is that every Sunday someone walks in new that's hurting. He says the poor in spirit will inherit the kingdom of God which is a beautiful thing that the poor inherit the kingdom of God. But it's also a reality that those that enter the kingdom and those that walk through these doors are going to need help in some form or fashion. Um, And part of that is just keeping safe. And so uh, I know that I've been around people that have, have, have had thoughts of suicide and... Um, every ministry I've been in um, I, I've had that happen multiple times and uh, so I'm just saying if we can be trained in it that would be great and it would be great to have people that have a heart for this um, and that's what I would say is are you first of all emotionally ready to do that right. that's the first question that you can pray about and secondly you know, are, is, does it make you feel like you know, do you feel compelled to do that? You know, because um, that's also another thing. So um, it isn't for everyone, but I'm excited about the fact that we have that to offer, and we'll see what kind of happens through it all. So, um,
0: hey, can I just add yes, one thing? when if when let's just say when when you come to this training, you will then be able to deliver what I just to you today. That training, will, that training will qualify you to deliver this, the suicide talk training. So you can take it and make it prolific. Right?
1: Wow, that's really great. That's really great. Um, all right, great. Well, I didn't make a, a beautiful Excel sheet with all your name. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put name. <laughs> so you can put your name for the certificate. And then I'd like to put, um, you know, are you interested? That's the question, okay? doesn't mean you absolutely are, like, signed up, you can't get out of it. It's more of a just, I'm interested, I'd like to talk further. And then we can kind of um, go from there. Is that a good... And then Jake and I and leadership will talk about what we do from here. But... um, So I'm going to just put... Does anyone have any questions for Jake? I guess I I just want to ask. We have a little time as we're doing this. Does anyone have questions for Jake or... um, Yeah, comments or... um,
0: I, I just appreciate you coming and uh, being willing to, to do this on your own time on you know, your own time really, uh, just to just get to know you learn about you because it seems like you, you genuinely care deeply care about this subject and it's definitely really opened my eyes even though I've had some indirect experience with it
1: uh, it's it sort of helped me realize that you know, I still have a story that I can tell and, and sure. connect with that maybe I haven't really yeah, you know, really realized to to the fullest until today. That's pretty good. Thank you. All right, I'm just handing this out. Should, we go, back? Should we go back over there. Oh, I'm sorry. But that's okay. There's a there's a support group where we live in Raleigh, North Carolina called Survivors.